Welcome to the Pure Orgasmic Love Podcast with Dragonfly. Ooh, that's me. Tune in for intimate conversations surrounding a range of topics relating to relationships, sex, and holistic wellness. A sex-positive space for mature audiences only. Ah, hi, love. It fills me with orgasmic tingles that you found your way here with me today. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about finding love in Mexico, part one. Part one. So much love needed multiple parts. Us. Oh, this one's about us. Us. Nice. And we've been away a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Mexico kind of messed us up. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking phenomenal. In in so many ways, in ways that we didn't expect, and we're going to talk about that today. This episode is brought to you by Slickwood. Natural, slippery, and slick is how we like our sexy time. And we want something that lasts as long as we do. We use Slickwood Natural Intimate Lubricants, which gives us the lasting play without all of those harmful ingredients we don't want. You know, and all those love hot spots we have. Find your way to Slippery Fun on the affiliates page at puregasmiclove.com. Use code dragonfly for an extra 10% off your order have an orgasmic time ah so you know because I am all somatic and about the body and I'm always doing the feels and the sensations Mm -hmm. and I'm total sensation slit true today what am I in my body hmm hmm I am warm. I am warm in my body today. Mm. What are you in your body today? Mm. I'm a little tight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but other than that, I feel pretty good. So I want to ask you. You're listening. I'm not sure what you're doing while you're listening, but if you're driving or doing something you need to keep your eyes open for, please don't close your eyes. Yeah, But if you are in a place that you can close your eyes, I want you to close your eyes for a second. And I want you to take a deep breath in, and I want to let you all out. Just let it all out. And then I want you to just feel in your body and see what your body tells you. Is it telling you anything? Maybe it's not telling you anything. Maybe you're numb. That is your body telling you something. Let me know how your body's feeling. (laughs) I'd love that check-in. And that's something I'm going to be doing on a regular basis because you probably noticed that I've not been doing that. There's actually a couple things from the previous podcast that we used to do to Mm -hmm. this podcast that I added back in because people were like, hey, what about that? So we're mixing it up a little bit. You're going to hear some new things. Hopefully. Hopefully it's new, right? New, exciting, (laughs) different. Definitely different. Not always exciting, but I guess that's, you know, who knows? What is new with us, baby? Is there anything current? Like, what's relevant in our lives Hmm. right now? Well, we just got back from... We're still trying to sort out... Mexico Mexico and how all that was. Yeah, Mexico month. It ended up being a month. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh, we're definitely mostly gonna get we're to that. unraveling what happens when you're gone for a month and you only plan on being gone for, you know, a week and a half <laughs> or <True>. whatever. Very, <laughs> very true. 
Well, and you know like that. the garden needs like oh totally overhauled because it became a jungle while we were gone. Uh, garden left, came back to a jungle. Uh, you know, things like that. Keeping us busy. Well, you know, and the other thing is I had a little anxiety. It's been a year and a half that we've traveled. So, mm-hmm. and because of all of the things that are now you have to do when you travel, like get tested sometimes, get tested before you come back. And sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, you know, and all the mask wearing and just the extra like documents, just everything you have to do. It was, and I didn't know what all you had to do. So it was a little anxiety producing. So right. that for me to start with was hard, but I was really ready to get back into the swing of things. I was really ready to go and travel again because yeah. I love it so much. Well, I think that we're both separately and together just have a love for new things and mm-hmm. adventure and, and learning things. And, and certainly going places and traveling is, well, shit, that's kind of the ultimate adventure usually, right? Because everything's new and, and different and exciting. And so a year and a half without any of that, as I'm sure everyone feels, wears on you. But then you're like, okay, awesome, so excited, here we go, we're going to do this again. And then you go, ah, but now we got to, you know, what does that mean? What, what do we, like you said, all the extra stuff and, and just the being out of practice. I mean, we used to have packing down. Down. We were like, oh, event, we need this bag, this bag, this bag, this goes in that, that goes. This time we were like, ah, oh, where is everything? <laughs> like, <laughs> so much has happened since we've traveled that it yeah. was it was extra for sure. It was, and it was adjustment, but it was so... So worth it. It was so worth it. <laughs> everything you're going to hear on this podcast today, it was so worth it. Yeah. And then coming back, like, having to reacclimate, especially because... This is going to be in parts because we were in Mexico for multiple days, actually more than we thought we were, but we had two Mm -hmm. trips planned back to back. So we literally went on one of the trips, it got extended, and then we came home for two days. Two days and went back. And then went back. So it was just like shoving me right in go just do this right right so coming back the second time which part two is going to be delicious to talk about um (laughs) of finding love in mexico and i have to say you may i don't say mexico and mexico because i am really leaning into my spanish my espanol Mm -hmm. and it was such an amazing thing for me to be over there immersed and to be able to use the language and let me tell you my mouth loves it you like rolling your r's i just it's such a sexy (laughs) sultry language i just i absolutely loved it so every time i could use it i would and the amazing thing about that is everybody supported Mm -hmm. me using it absolutely it was so amazing you always i mean the fear when you're learning something new like a language is that other people are going to laugh at you they're going to judge you like you know you go back to the height your high school days of being oh they're all gonna pick on me right nobody does all, all you would say is that when people would ask if you speak spanish you'd say a little bit 
practicing uh-huh. and they would go great and they would and explain things and if you said something they'd go I totally know what you mean but here's how you actually want to say that yeah. like and they would pantomime if they had to to get things across and like everybody was super helpful and even I started using a few words and I barely speak English so <laughs> I, <laughs> so we'll see but uh it, but was, yeah, fantastic. it, was, it was fun it was so fantastic that we just jumped right into this episode without even like a pause. We went from what's current to like, <laughs> we want to talk about this because it was so fantastic. If you're watching this podcast in the O membership, don't forget to stick around for your extras. And then I'm supposed to say, let's slide right into it. And we already did but that. We've been sliding for a minute now. We've been now, sliding for we? a minute. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. No. Yes. Being immersed in it was amazing. The culture. I found out that I think I was born in the wrong country. I'm definitely probably born within the wrong heritage, I have to say. And it was... You, you did meet a friend who was convinced that you're actually secretly Brazilian. You just don't know it. Right. <laughs> That's next podcast. We can't talk about that. Sorry. This is This might be a little difficult for us <laughs> right. to, to separate It all kind of blurs together. Because anyway. for, yeah, three weeks, it was, it was, yeah. it was quite a uh, Spanish blur. <laughs> for True. sure. So... What what's the episode called? Falling in love in Mexico. Uh, finding finding love, love in Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah, we did. Fe- we did fall in love in Mexico, but finding love in Mexico. So something you brought up was different types of love, right? Mm-hmm. What are the types of love you feel we found overall in Mexico? Well, my I mean the first one that that popped in my head is the just the love of the natural world mm-hmm. uh everyone knows i'm a bird nerd and just a wildlife junkie and i i mean i took my binoculars mm-hmm. uh i got permission first but i took my binoculars did some bird watching and knew it was going to be a good trip when i saw three birds i had to look up because i'd never seen them before on the drive from the airport to the the resort so I was a happy boy in in the natural environment, so that was a first. I mean, just the birds there and the wildlife there is just so cool, and and I just spent the whole time in awe. So that that's probably the first. Uh, we had an absolutely amazing connective time. So we <laughs> quite unplanned. <laughs> uh, so we certainly found some some romantic and erotic love, I would say, uh, in in Mexico. But we also got to spend some time with with friends that we've known for years, mm-hmm. uh, new friends that uh-huh. we found love for. Yeah, that we didn't even barely we knew didn't they even existed know. before and we were there, and we left like loving them. So. Uh, so there was some platonic love there. There so many different kinds, yeah. And self-love. And self-love. So I want to enlighten you on why we actually went. It was it's uh, it was a business pleasure trip. Yes. Combined, um, we actually went there partially to work and partially to enjoy ourselves and to have an actual vacation. Uh, 
my one of the photographers I've worked with for mm -hmm. years, Chris Connolly Photography, which I love, love, love working with him. Um, he's creating something amazing over there and we love working together and we need marketing materials. So we decided to fly over there and have a three day photo shoot with him. And oh, oh, the pictures. And I haven't even posted all of them yet. You haven't posted I've hardly anything. Any. There are so many good ones. That's how reacclimated we're trying to get <laughs> since we've been back. We've been back for, you know, a week or so, and we're still trying to get acclimated with all, all, all of yeah. this. And I'm not going to give too many details. We're not going to get into the photography because we're going to do a bonus episode with Chris. Bonus episode. Yes. Yes. Bonus episode with Chris because he was a part of the experience with me. Mm -hmm. And so I want him to be a part of the experience and talking about the photo Absolutely. shoot with me. Absolutely. So that is going to be coming out on the, let me give you, let me give you, let me give you. I believe we're going to drop that on the 22nd, uh, June 22nd. Okay. So location shoot with Chris Connolly photography in Mexico. Oh. Yep. So we're going to go over that and talk about that a little bit as well. As far as us and what we got to do there, like, it was nice to just relax. It was nice to spend the time on the beach. It was, so the first day we landed, we, I'd, I'd only had three hours of sleep the night before, so I was quite exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so for the next two days, I was kind of playing catch up. And then when we got there the first night, Chris had some friends and we all wanted to hang out. And then we wanted to stay. And getting, I even. Well, they were getting ready to leave. They were they leaving the next day. They had been visiting and they were leaving the next day. So there was a one day crossover. So if it was. If you want to hang out with these people, you do it today because they're leaving tomorrow. So right. we, we went from no sleep to, hey, let's not get a lot of sleep again, which. It does not work <laughs> well for me. I, I really need. Like, sleep is very important. I just want to point that out. And we usually take our sleep. We very do. Seriously. We take it very serious. And uh, I even said at dinner to everybody, look, I love all early. of y'all, but <laughs> I'm going to bed early. And then I got sucked into Cards Against Humanity. And I didn't go to bed again until like 11 o'clock. Oh, not enough sleep. So the, so the, the first few days there was no sex. No fucking. Nope. No, it was napping and napping <laughs> and relaxing, around. right? <laughs> yep. I was recouping, and then when Sunday come around, holy, horny! I don't know what it is about Mexico, but I like it. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, let's just say, let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just say right now. How many times on average, and and. How do averages work, right? Low right. end, Sunday. high end, average it in the middle. Am I getting that right? Okay. Yep. So on average, how many times were we having sex? Uh, a couple times a day. I'd say twice a day on average. There were some days we only hit once and some days we did three. So, or four. Or four. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, even 
even the first part of that trip where we were going to the beach and doing photo shoots and all that, we still probably averaged twice a day. Yeah, and I so, can tell you the photo shoots in general, and, and again, don't want to get into that, but that those photo shoots just oh, enhanced I, I think they fueled my arousal. It. Oh, it totally the, did. The photo shoot days were the three times a day days because those were the, you'd get excited thinking about doing them, so we'd fool around in the morning, and then after you'd be all fired up, so we'd fool around, and then later you'd be talking about it, and be like, <laughs> "I'm horny again." Let's, so. <laughs> We had sex. It was like being, it was like, you know, the NRA, that new relationship energy, only yeah. like on steroids. For yeah. me. For yeah, me, anyway. because it was like, we had that energy, that, I don't know, honeymoon energy where you're like, you can't keep your hands off each other energy, but we know each other, and mm, we know, mm, mm, and mm. we know what we're doing, mm. therefore, when you take that energy and you combine it with the skill set, it's way, way better than, I mean, our NRE the first time was over 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's so crazy. So I, I know, speaking for myself, I certainly did not have the skill set. No, you didn't. To have the trip, <laughs> see, <laughs> told you, uh, to have the trip that we just did. Oh, yeah, it, not at all. That, it takes both. Yes. And so I think that that was kind of the magic of this trip. Is that There was so much magic there was. during this trip. There was. So we actually found some, some quiet time that we weren't quite expecting. So it and was... 14 days worth. <laughs> <laughs> it was... So how many of you... Like, have you ever... And I say how many of you, like... There's a lot of yous out there. There's a lot of us's out there with this. Have been laying in bed with a partner or a few partners and said, oh, I wish this just could happen all day long. Like, we don't, we don't have anything to do. We can't do anything. We just want to lay in bed and have sex and cuddle and caress each other and just, you know, have food delivered to the room and just do that. Right. Right. Me. Yeah. Right. And we, if you're watching the podcast, regularly. you can see my hands up, like both of them. And we say it pretty regularly. Yeah. It's kind of our favorite place and right. thing to do. So. so let me just tell you, when you go to a foreign country and then you have to come into the U.S. in the time of the vid, yes, COVID-19, um, you have to get tested to come back. Well, we had an amazing trip. Everywhere we went, we if it was in public, we wore masks. They were checking our temperature, everything. Well, towards the end of the trip, I started feeling like I was getting a little cold. Actually, one of the worst days that I felt was a photo shoot day. And we mm -hmm. actually went and did a photo shoot outside in the heat. We hiked um, three miles in the heat and did photo shoot. And yeah, in a park and like did a whole bunch of exploring. Yeah. On, yeah, your worst day. Okay. <laughs> so let's just say that was Thursday. We're supposed to leave and come back to the country that Monday. We have to get tested on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So we're here on Thursday. Friday, I, I, I rested quite a bit and laid at the beach and, and worked from home and, or worked from, you know, and then, oh, we, no, you went diving on Friday. I went diving on Friday, yeah. I worked from mm -hmm. the hotel. You went diving. You did mm -hmm. two dives. You did a mm -hmm. shallow dive and a deep dive. And let me tell you, you think shallow dive, you think five feet. Well, if you're a diver, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
the deep, the shallow dive was 25 feet? Yeah, about 25 to 30, right in that range. And then the, what deep, was the deep dive, dive? was 90. Right. 95 range. So you had an amazing day on a boat uh-huh. with, it was actually, it was actually a private dive. Yeah, it was. So it was just like was, four of you. Yeah. All friends. Uh-huh. All, and then the, the crew that went, mm-hmm. um, how was that for you? It was fantastic. I haven't done an ocean dive in over 20 years. Uh, so did a quick refresh with the dive master, uh, who was very good. And I used to dive all the and time. Sexy? And sexy? She was cute. Uh, <laughs> she was cute. She was cute. <laughs> Leave it at that. Which definitely uh, helps. That helps. Uh, everyone was. I can't, I can't complain. Right. I got to dive with, with several very attractive ladies that day, uh, who all took very good care of me. They were all. I'm sure they did. Very good divers. Uh, they're all either dive masters or very close. And they knew that I haven't done an ocean dive in a long time, but I used to dive at work. And so I dove three, four times a week regularly. It's kind of muscle memory. Like I'm comfortable with the gear. So it was just, they were looked at the gear and went, yeah, I remember what all that shit does. Okay. I put it on and got in the water and it was, I was home, uh, and got to see a bunch of animals that I used to take care of and swim with in the aquarium. But I've never seen them actually in the wild, which is kind of my one of my things is I love to see stuff in the wild that I used to take care of in the zoo. Uh, yeah. So that was that was very cool. Different kinds of eels and t- turtles. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. It was fantastic. So, yeah. So Friday you had the dive. I mm-hmm. stayed in and, and worked a little bit. And then we uh, went out to lunch. We went into town and went out to lunch and mm. we came back. And then Saturday comes around and we scheduled our, our vid test, right? 10 o'clock, they let us know you'll have your results by the end of the day. 1 o'clock comes around, we get a knock on the door. Comes in with a face mask and a shield (laughs) and gloves. And I'm hearing in, so I can only speak a little Espanol. Um, Learning quite a bit and can understand way more than I can speak specifically. Right. So I'm hearing... Oh, and then I'm hearing our names, and I'm, oh, and I'm hearing, oh, oh fuck, <laughs> we both have the vid. Yes, we tested positive. So now we're moved into a totally different room on the first floor. We are on the second floor. We go to a first floor room, which has a beautiful little, um, I want to say lanai balcony type thing. That yeah, it's like a little patio. Con- yeah, and then thing. you can go onto the grass, and we had a beautiful view with a fountain mm-hmm. out front, and it was, it was gorgeous. It was a... High end, a beautiful room. Absolutely. So you can't leave. You can't go anywhere. All your food's delivered. Now, pause for just a second. What did I say that we always ask for when we're in bed at home? Well, guess what? We just <laughs> got that handed to us on a platter. You can't leave. You got to have, you have a recovery menu. Right. And because of our food choices and some allergies, we had four things off of the whole menu we could eat. Which was fine, fine with us. And so per the CDC at that time, probably still don't know because I'm not digging deep into it. Because <laughs> after I got diagnosed with it, I was like, oh, I need to learn some specifics about traveling and getting home. Because my main concern wasn't me getting worse or feeling worse. Because I was already starting to feel better mm-hmm. than I had two days ago. My my worst fear was that I wasn't going to get home to do my event that I had to do yeah, we, on the 15th. In Mexico, that we had to fly back for. Right. Yeah. 
So we're, we're at this point going, it, it was like a total disbelief. Like, really? You just dove yesterday. You're positive. I'm positive. I wasn't feeling great, but I've had way worse colds than this and yeah. flus. And let me yeah. tell you, swine flu was a hundred percent worse. Everything they talk about with the swine flu or with the with the vid was swine flu for us. Yeah. Like our whole family had it, both our daughters and us. And so this time we we go to the room, we put our stuff down, and we just sit there and we're like, we have ten to fourteen days. We did yeah, we, we didn't were even not know. allowed to leave the room for ten to fourteen days. They literally had someone out in the hallway because there were I'm sure we weren't the only people in this. We were we saw other that, white that, bags on carts right, going they to delivered other food to the door. Uh, you had no contact with anyone. It was literally us in this little now, it's the smallest size room they have at this resort, which was still a really mm -hmm. nice room. The funny part is it's still bigger than our house. We live in 300 square feet. <laughs> it was. And so this hotel room still, it's like, look at all the room we got. Like, it's huge. We had a big uh, bathtub. We had a great bathtub. Man, we took so many baths. <laughs> almost two every day. And and thank you, Chris and M, for giving us the Epsom salt, Epsom salt soak because we took full advantage of that. Yes, we did. And we probably soaked twice a day. It just felt so good. Not, it just felt good for us to connect. And we would light candles, and we would sit in the tub, and we would you would sit at one end, and we had our legs on each other, and you would touch my legs. And okay, remember when we said we were horny? That didn't change. That did not change. <laughs> I might have even got hornier. I don't know. We were still fucking like. Can I say rabbits? Like rabbits really fuck like they that, do a right? Lot. Yeah. No, we're fucking like us. We weren't fucking like yeah, rabbits, but <laughs> but we were horny. And I want to say, I want to pause for just a second. This was our experience. Yes. I can't speak for anybody else. I know that this has affected people in some of the worst ways, and I don't want to diminish that. But we also made the choice, knowing it was a virus and understanding how viruses work, we made the choice over the year of 2020 to amp up our immune systems even mm -hmm. more. We got even more detailed about what we were putting in our mouths even more than we ever have and made sure that we were making adjustments so we would be as healthy as possible when we got it because we right. knew we would get it at some point. Yep. So our experience... Not that bad. I had a headache from one to 10, a three that would come and go. I had sinus congestion. I had a little bit of joint pain in my wrist and my elbows Which and my knees. Which is kind of your go-to inflammation response. Inflammation. Yeah, it is, it is. Like everything was on par with if I get horribly stressed out, my body right. reacts in that yeah. way, right? Yep. So let's see, what else did I have? Um, I had said you were, you were tired you were kind I was of tired I was a little but, I was a little extra but tired. we were also doing a lot we were also doing photo shoots and and going to you know talk right like, but I wasn't exhausted I right. had I had enough energy obviously if I was the worst sick over all of that I had the worst yeah. I had energy that's what I'm saying you, you were saying you were lethargic no but it wasn't I, no, that bad. I wasn't lethargic. Wasn't, I you, was low energy tired. okay I, w I wouldn't even use that term Got like it. that all right um 
There's one other thing that was um, random. Yeah, so no fever, no cough, no... Never lost your Never lost, and damn it! I was gauging everything off of that. I know, you have smelling stuff all week going on. I kept smelling all week. Well, I just have a little cold. I don't have the vid. I can still smell and taste. I don't have a fever. Like, I kept getting my temperature taken everywhere I went. I didn't have a cough. I didn't have any of that stuff. You were like... You I don't were have trying anything. to find con- and you I kept trying saying, to find Are you sure? Symptoms. You sound, you sound congested. Like, you sound congested. You sure? You have you congestion. Sure? You have I'm pretty congestion. sure you have I'm like, I'm fine. I don't <laughs> And then you did get a little congestion. So ten days goes by, we get checked out by the doctor, she walks in literally and says to us, Wow, you two look really healthy. And we said, We are. We're fine. <laughs> and she goes, it seems to be that way. And she, you know, checked our temperature, checked our lungs, checked our heart, checked our, you know, checked everything we needed to get checked out to get approved to come back home. And she goes, no, you don't, you don't have, like, you're fine. Then we had an amazing conversation with her. I was her like, and then she spent 30 minutes I, talking to you about what you do for a living. Right. And, yeah, wanting to It was phenomenal. Up. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, that whole experience gave us time with each other, extra time with each other. It forced us to take a pause. And I really think none of us do that enough. Yeah, and could we have, you know, we work remotely. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to say mm-hmm. that like this all And we happened. did have our computers. We did have our I didn't our have computers. all my work stuff, but right. I did have my computer. We could have sat there and worked 12 hours a day and done that the whole time and and probably, you know, gotten podcast episodes out on time. Uh, things like that. <laughs> but we made a conscious decision at the beginning of the week. We were like, look, we have 10 days. Yeah. We're not allowed out. Nobody's allowed in. We are isolated. What are we going to do with it? What's important? And at the time, what was important to us was us. And kind of reconnecting and getting some of that, you know, things within the business are shifting. We're, we're doing different stuff. And we just wanted to make sure we were where we needed to be. So it was, yes, the vid gave us the 10 to 14 days mandatory, but we also made the conscious decision to no, we are important. Let's spend these next 10 days on us. And I'm really glad we did. I am too. So I am too. We definitely came back to our lives and work feeling more connected and empowered with a clarity and new perspective. So I'm going to encourage you not necessarily to get the vid to do this, right? Because that's kind of shitty. But not I'm not going to encourage you to get sick to take a decompression, slow down time for yourself at all. I'm going to encourage you to make that conscious choice to do it for yourself mm-hmm. and literally turn off. And, and we do. Oh, that's the other thing we, we do. We do turn off. We, what? in that 10 days, I want to point out. I, I, I don't know. Okay. We watched, we didn't watch a single movie. Nope. We didn't watch a TV show. The TV never came out. We closed the cabinet that had the TV in it because the doors were in the way when it was open. Like, <gasps> we literally. Is that where my hats were? Nope. I checked everything in there. I lost two hats. I lost, she two, lost ha- I some lost hats. Two hats. But, uh, Sucks. So, 
that was the other thing. We unplugged from the outside world intentionally. We could have sat there and watched the news the whole time. We could no. have sat there. Not that we've yeah, ever we, watched the we're news. We're not but, doing that. Uh, you know, Netflix never came on. Computers no. came on occasionally, but it was usually when we were brainstorming something. Do you know the so. most frustration I had during this time? Getting our planes oh, yeah. switched. Because we did it twice. We thought we were going to be leaving at a certain time. We actually got released quicker than that so i had to change it again well right. the wait time on the cell phone would have been an hour and 45 minutes and it's 25 cents a minute add that up i wasn't <laughs> gonna do that and i was having such a hard time getting out on so i was like just forget it so we did it through um chat and it was just oh my gosh it was a nightmare outside um, of that it was a very outside of that though. it was <laughs> it was only when we let the outside world in that it, got it was it was it definitely was so <laughs> That is, in a nutshell, finding love for ourselves, the photo shoot, can't wait. And that's, that's more about finding self-love yeah. in the photo shoot. And yeah. we're going to be doing that. I'm going to do that episode with Chris. Finding love together. Finding a connection. Mm. A deeper connection. Um, finding love with the people and the culture. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being such a beautiful, uh, accepting, uh, amazing culture. Mm. I know every place has its downsides, but everywhere I went and everybody that I connected with, that wasn't my, my experience. Yeah. And so it was a beautiful experience. The, 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 the wall art, some people call it graffiti. It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, well, the town we were in, that they're known for producing oh. some of the best artists We were in Playa del Carmen, by the way. Yeah. And we went to Tulum, and then, well, then we were in, then we were in Cancun. So we'll talk about that next. <laughs> <laughs> next episode. Next episode. So, yes. Part of me wants to say, all of me wants to say, get out and have the experiences. Find love. Fall in love with other places. I remember spending a lot of time in New York City, and I would talk to people, and they would say, no, they've never even left. And they could be in their 50s. And it just blew my mind that, well, I have everything here. Yeah, but this is this is such a, a one micro space. One yeah. version. <laughs> and it there's nothing else like New York City. That is true. So if that's your only perspective, that's a very narrow perspective of what the planet looks like as a whole, mm -hmm. right? So I encourage you to get out and find love in places that maybe you never thought possible. And if you find yourself in a situation like we did, enjoy it. Make it work for you. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what we did. We even went out on the grass and laid out towels oh, yeah, we were, and, and laid out yep. to, to absorb the vitamin D. We sat outside as much as we could. Yeah, the only problem there was it, it, it wasn't private oh, enough I that we could to be, be naked. naked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be naked. Okay. We're running totally over, and I want to get to this. We have a listener question, and we collect at events sometimes. We collect a um, like a question bag. Like if you just have random questions that you want to mm -hmm. feed us, we do. And we have a lot of those questions we can pull form from, but if you email me a question, I will pull one of those first. 
So this question is, this is from our cue bag. Have you ever had sex with a client? That's a good question. I have a good answer. No, hell no, no, <laughs> no. And let me break that down. Well, let me first ask my question. If you are standing in front of me is what is sex to you? Because I'm an experiential practitioner, but I have professional boundaries and I have personal boundaries that I work within. Mm -hmm. So if you consider, I don't know, a form of flirting sex or just touching and rubbing sex, then yeah. But if you go with the traditional form of what sex is, like penetrative sex, no. Um being in line with my professional ethics and boundaries? No, right. and I won't. Reason being, there is some mindset around sexuality. Go figure, you all know this. You are probably very aware of this. And I want to change those mindsets. And one is sex therapy isn't a real profession. Or, you know, sex workers don't help people or um, you can read two books and you are qualified to teach others how to live their lives and have sex. Um, you've been doing something for so long, have never read a book on it, have never had any formal education, but you're going to teach somebody how to live their life and have sex. And then there are people that have a combination of all and they spend money and hours and get formal education. Well, I would have to say in each of those, you have different boundaries, right? You should have different boundaries in all of those. So for me specifically, I take that very seriously. And so my professional ethics and my personal boundaries, but, but my professional boundaries, I really want to uphold because I want people to, to see that this is a This is serious. Like what I do is helping people in mm -hmm. ways that we never thought possible sometimes. Um, and so it's really important for me to not only respect myself as a professional in this industry, but to respect other professionals and to uphold what that should look like in my eyes, right? Yeah. I have walked in on other quote-unquote educators having sex with their clients in a communal experience at a, an event we got hired to do. Now, I don't feel that's appropriate, but that's my personal view. And if you have your own event and that's how you want to frame your own event and people know they're coming for that, then, then that's maybe something different, right? Right. right? But let everybody know this is not how we all practice. And... I, so my answer is a firm, no, I don't have sex with my clients. And I do have a certain period of time that if I ever wanted to engage with someone, they would have to meet those requirements and no longer be a client. Right. And actually it's more important for me that you get the education and the know-how for yourself and you're living your orgasmic pleasured life more so than me having pleasure with you. Like, I want to see you go out and do that. Right. So that's going to be my first intention 
is helping so, you. As sexy as you are, I'd rather help you than have sex with you. Yes. <laughs> I would. I, I know this about you. <laughs> so I would rather help you on that path if time goes on and then we stop working together for a certain period of time. Then, you know. Maybe. Maybe. So I hope that answers your question. So something I used to do that I love doing that it's called spreading my love legs. Thank you to all our new listeners, followers on the socials, newest O members and subscribers. And of course, those wonderful five-star reviews on iTunes. If you love what you hear, well, I'd love to read it. Leave a review on iTunes. And in doing so, you too are helping others listen, connect, and discover more pleasure for their lives as well. You know what? Do you have anything to add to anything that I just said? Because sometimes I talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and I'm grabbing something real fast. Grabbing something fast. So this uh, may be distracting. It is a bit. This uh, is no, I don't think I have anything to add. I think that you, you covered everything. Okay. So I'd like to read a little something. I don't have a testimonial off iTunes because I haven't had anybody since we've been back um, leave anything. But I'm going to read this one. This is from our testimonials. I cannot thank you enough for helping me. I am very thankful to you, not to mention the love for what you do. Information, inform, informative and supportive. Your work means a lot to me and my life. Thank you. Because of you, I can now say that I have experienced an orgasm. And not just one, but multiple orgasms. Something that I honestly thought was never going to happen. From my heart to yours, thank you. Laura J. from Florida. I'm just going to let that land again for a second. When I hear somebody say they've never had an orgasm, it makes my heart hurt. Because when we have orgasms and that feeling that, and that energy that's produced in our bodies, I think to myself, everybody needs to have this. So when I get a, when I work with somebody like this and I get a testimonial like this, it just makes my heart sing. I tingle all over. I get warm. I get, I leak. Um, <laughs> It's, it's phenomenal. So thank you, Laura, for sending that to me. I really appreciate it. So I want to leave you with this. Remember, the choices you make, the programming you follow, the relationships you engage in, and the sex you feel is yours. What are you choosing? Are you living that orgasmic life? Till next time. Orgasmic breath, love, and hugs from my heart to yours. Mm, I do hope you enjoyed this episode of Pure Orgasmic Love Podcast with Dragonfly. And I look forward to teasing your ear holes in the next one. Do you love what you hear? Well, I'd love to read it. Leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. In doing so, you too are helping others listen, connect, and discover more pleasure for their lives as well. If you have a cue and want our perspective, submit it at podcast at puregasmiclove.com. Want to discover even more? Slide on over to puregasmiclove.com. <laughs>